Hey guys, it's uh, it's been a while, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally posted something like two weeks ago saying on Tuesday we're gonna have a big podcast, we're gonna do this and that, and it never happened. Yeah, we were hungover. <laughs> we were hungover. We were tired. We came back from Pennsylvania. A lot of crap has happened. Yeah, yeah it's been busy. But uh, what we kind of wanted to talk about today was like dating life and all that nonsense. Um, you're in a fun little situation, I'd say. Yeah, more or less. Um, d- dating life is definitely a, uh, it's kind of a wild ride for me, more or less. Because, well, well to run it down, um, there was someone that I had interest in about a year ago. You know, things were going well, and then she ghosted another guy and then she just came back like literally today being like I miss you and you know I felt really bad and all that yada 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 so I was kind of like uh I was like yeah well you kind of ghosted me so I don't exactly trust you so kind of got to rebuild that first and that's kind of where our little topic came from today was just like it's the rebuilding of trust is one thing, but also too, how much of an assumption can you put on somebody based on dating? So the way he described it to me and what made me, or what got me thinking was what she had said was kind of on the lines of like, Hey, I would like to give us another shot. Well, I need time to build trust back up with you and do all this stuff. And it was just like, oh, okay, well, take your time. And that kind of set off a red flag for me. Um, not in a negative, not in a, not even in a positive way. It's just like, I've done that before. I've told somebody, hey, I'll wait for you. I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. And it's like, that's not that wasn't my call. It's because by the time they're done, quote, unquote, fixing themselves, what if they moved on? What if they did something else with their life? What if something that suits and supports them better comes along. And so that's kind of where I'm wanting to talk about that. I'm just like, how... Do you think we assume too much in relationships? Um, I think it is. Well, I think that's true, but I also think that it's naturally because when going for potential interest or dating someone... A lot of people kind of look past the uh, flaws and insecurities, and so they kind of just see that honeymoon phase, and then that's why most of us crash is after about three months. You know, they go through the honeymoon phase, and they start seeing the true colors, and it either goes really well for them, or it goes to complete shit. I think that's definitely where I've had a lot of problems, especially in my own dating life, was like, I think too positively, and but... I also am what I am even like a couple weeks in like I remember my most recent ex what had happened was you know after X amount of time of us dating we got into a huge argument never bounced back from it and so we just ended it but beforehand that argument was kind of led on from a lot of like not my toxic side but a lot of like my insecurities and a lot of you know just openness things because 
I mean, that's just normal human cycles. It takes about three months before you really become who you are around somebody. Because the first month is evaluation, the second is bits and pieces, and the third one is just trying to break down that barrier. So that way, the fourth month is just you and you and that person you're with, either friendship or relationship-wise. But I think the thing that I kind of assumed wrong was... I was going through, you know, I get seasonal depression, and it, it's a nightmare, um, and I guess I was trying to wait for that to end before our relationship could get better, instead of trying to fix the problem before getting into the relationship, mm-hmm. and I just kind of assumed that, oh, she'll be here, she'll be fine, because she's pursuing me too, so she'll take all my baggage beforehand, and it's like, how about I just fix or what I can? before pursuing something and it ultimately is still not working out. Yeah, so it kind of concerns yourself with the hypotheticals. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I, I go through the same thing. I can, I have insecurities as well and I get really, really anxious about whether or not, you know, I, I think I'm good enough and all and that's what kind of spirals me into depression. So, I tend to ask for a lot of reassurance. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I, I assume that you know if they're content and I'm being told that I'm doing that I'm doing a good job or that I'm, you know, doing well for them, then you know I'm content with that because I, I kind of feed off of the other person's happiness. So a lot of people kind of assume like, oh, you know, you're you're whipped or all that. It's like it's not really whipped as much as it's just like. You know, I, I kind of balance. I do what I can to balance, and I try to provide as much as I can, and try to invest as into what I can into a relationship, and with hopes that there is a uh, that it's equally reciprocated. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, nowadays, especially people our age, being in mid twenties, usually don't really want to reciprocate that, especially living in a hookup culture where it's just they, you know, they want to. Get, get in, their, get out. They want to get their instant gratification and then leave. Yeah. So the one thing I've learned though is like, whenever people bring up hook, hookup culture, they honestly, they instantly bring up the negative, and it's like I don't, I have been guilty of bashing it, but I also understand. It. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. No, but I mean, to each their own. If someone you know prefers to have something with no strings attached, you know, that, that, yeah, that's completely that's, fine. That's but for other people thing. like us who are trying to find people who, you know, are more along the We're trying to find the wifey. Yeah, we're trying to find the wifey who wants to settle <laughs> down. Especially after the uh, existential crisis hit when my sister got married. And, and you're, was, like, not that much younger yeah, than her. I'm a year younger than her, and I'm sitting there at the wedding, single as hell. But yeah, my sister like, got engaged, and apparently they've been together, like, five years. And I'm like, y'all, I don't even like, like people. Yeah. <laughs> we're We're gonna be, like, the guys, like, 20 years down the road that'll eventually find our uh, well-seasoned woman. I've point, been through shit. Just put a baby in me already. Yeah, at that point, you know, we're already going to be geriatrics. <laughs> we're going to be like sitting on wheel, like sitting on uh, rocking chairs on our porch talking about the old days of the 2000s. God, the 2000s. The 2000s were amazing. The 2010s can fucking kill itself. Yeah, and then the 2020s they can suck my dick. had a shit start. So. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, 
I mean, it's, that's just the idea of like being a hopeless romantic. Is there are so many single people out there who are hopeless romantics, and because of like the acceptance of finally being able to talk about your mental health, of anxiety, of depression, of things like that, they stay single because they can't communicate with people. And uh, I just, it's the most ironic thing ever. It's like I want love and I know I need to chase it, but what happens if it goes bad? Well, it makes it interesting is that most of the people who are hopeless romantics are also very introverted. Oh, yeah. Like, the, these are people who are not going to state their feelings or emotions. And that's that the thing easily. that sucks. It's like, you know me. I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I don't like putting myself out there. But when it comes to love, emotions, and, you know, communication, I there's no wall. Like, if you want to know anything about me, just ask. I don't... There's nothing shy about me. Like... I don't know if you saw my Snapchat, but uh, I found out the person who asked. So with YOLO and with a bunch of those other anonymous things, uh, you know, somebody had said, "Oh, I still think you're, I still think you're cute." I was like, "Well, talk to me yeah. then." I, yeah, it's I'm all for it. if it's for your own happiness and I'm involved. By all means, take it. Like, like one of my friends, if they ever ask, "Hey," Um, there's a concert in Charlotte. My ride bailed on me, and I only have the one ticket. Could you take me? I'm not letting you miss out on a concert. Like, shit. I'll buy my own ticket. I don't Pay care. all that money to go. Might as well. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, like, it's things like that. And so I told them, I'm not seeing anybody. I don't care. You know, pursue it. You know, take that shot. And then the other thing by I mean by openness is I also got another message that said, it's like, hey, so how big you packing? And I was like, listen. Bold questions require bold responses. If you want to actually know, message me directly. Don't put it on here. And they did. They haven't seen it, but they know what my weenie looks like. <laughs> or they know the dimensions of my weenie. Dimen- they know the uh, exact size. That's a, uh, what, they four, know the ingredients. Four, four by eight by two. <laughs> they know the ingredients included. Ingredients included, yeah, for native sausage, lots of uh, Appalachian allspice, <laughs> and cinnamon. Cinnamon birch. Cinnamon birch. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's the that's the weird thing about the time we live in. It's just, there's no honesty anymore. Love is because a very at, bold, like, bold word with a lot of gray area in it. Yeah. It's... Because, I mean, it's, I've, you know me, I've told all my friends this. I love them. I've loved every single one of my friends. And especially if they're girls. Aww. Like, not in a negative way. Love but you too. That's uh, shut up. <laughs> but it's like, especially if they're girls, and I hear a little bit about their backstory, and it's like, I just feel like my parents don't care about me or love me or support me or do anything like that. And just right out of the gates, I, you know, we'll go home from whatever activity we're doing, like, just even grabbing dinner or something, I'll give them, like, the biggest wraparound hug and just say, hey, I love you and I'm proud of you. And that's the end of our day. And it just brings up their mood. I do that with as many people as I can. Like, because I know what it's like to be my own worst enemy. Because you've met my mom. You know that. You know she's, like, the most supportive and caring person you can meet. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of my other friends, it's like, oh, yeah, no, my parents, like, this happened to you. It's like my parents are uh, charging me rent and my mom was just like that's gotta be the stupidest white people thing I've ever heard I was like mom she's like it's like 
out of all the people I've known, the fact that parents are still charging their kids rent is stupid. That is your child. That is somebody you literally helped grow and become their own person. And you're just going to tell them, no, I'm not going to help you because you owe me. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I was kind of in that situation when I moved down to Greenville. Yeah. I remember you telling me that they were charging you rent. It's like, how does that help you move out and become your own individual? By It's like, oh, we're giving them life lessons. No, you're not. You're just not caring about them. You're treating them like a customer, not your child. There's a big difference. And it's like, in a lot of ways, that's why I'm glad I didn't have a father growing up. Because, like, when it comes to me finding my partner, I know what I'm looking for. I know how to treat them. I know the things I need to do better now. And I'm glad I figured that out well before having, you know, a father figure might screw that up. Yeah, Poppy. I know where he is, but I don't, just, I don't give a shit. <laughs> hey, my, mine is somewhere, like, dispersed in the ocean. Um, yeah. Ashes. Um, God, that sounds like I just, like, I murdered him and <laughs> set him on fire. Had a Viking funeral. Right. <laughs> yeah. Love is a very weird, misconstrued concept between either if it's affectionate or, like, affection and physical or Emotional. Mental intimacy versus even just like upbringing by parents or family. It, well, I guess in a say it's 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 weird amongst all types of factors. Either like enjoyments, um, interactions with partners slash spouses, and interactions with family. Because mm-hmm. my family is fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's my mom's side of the family. They're all pretty cool people. Like they're all nice to me. Dad's side of the family, they treat me like I'm, I'm like the black sheep. Looking bad. So it's yeah. all it's it's always been kind of weird with that. But with my family, we're just like we're not projected hippies, but if you met them, you would like you would you would get what I mean. Mm. It's <laughs> it's kind of weird. My mom's basically a bipolar hippie. Yeah. She'll either be, like, really cool one day and be like, yeah, you know, love and peace, and the next day she'll want to claw your fucking eyes out. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the type of thing. That's what I was raised on mostly was just, like, don't pick your fights, but if there was ever one to start, just finish it. And it's, thankfully, I've never had to, and that's kind of why I'm a pacifist now is, like, I believe in communication. I believe that there is an answer to everything through conversation. And to the people who just like, oh no, they were disrespecting me. It's time to fight them. It's like, I mean, what 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 do you gain at the end of the day, though? It's, I mean, it's it's questions like that, is what I kind of live off of. It's just, what do I gain, or what what does this matter anymore? And so that's kind of the topic with love, and especially like in this day and age, is just like everyone has to ask, what do I get out of it? It's you. You you just get to be happy. I don't know what else you're trying to get out of it. It's like I don't know. It's uh, it's it's weird. It's really weird. And like 
Oh, no. It's also a weird thing is, like, sometimes people misconstrue feelings. Like, they think, like, oh, well, you know, I feel this form of attachment to someone, and therefore they must have that mutual feeling. But it can be, like, completely opposite. They can be, like, you know, we're attached because, you know, you like this, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. So... And a lot of people are like, oh, well, they like it too, and then put it through, and that's, it kind of causes a whole stir up because it's either some people get very drained from it, mm-hmm. while the other person's like, yeah, I feel energized. Like, for me, if, like, last person I dated was very extroverted. And me being an introvert, that is very, very, like, obvious that I'm introverted. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, she was like, you know, let's go out to, you know, these parties here, and, this and that, and I'm like, eh, I just want We can go to one. I'm like, we can go to one, but I'm gonna need, like, a nap for, like, <laughs> two solid days after this. I gotta recover. Even then, like, even with the Halloween party we had. Oh, gosh. Traveling, I was like, shit, I need, like, I was like, I need, like, two days to recover before I'm back at work. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's even, like, with, uh... We're planning a Christmas get-together for a bunch of our co-workers. Or not a bunch, but... Just with a few of them. Nothing yeah. big. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we're all stressed. We're all drained and tired and all that stuff. And it's just like, we just want to do like a little potluck. You know, get the fire, the indoor fireplace going again. Uh, just, you know, kind of make it Christmassy. Just because I'm pretty sure not everybody has, like, families that'll get to do that. And if they do, it's like how good of a Christmas did you enjoy it or was you just with the people you were born into like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I mean we've talked about like the family you choose versus the people you're born into like that's not what makes a family it's the ones who love you unconditionally and support you and what you believe and want to build you up because you can be born into like the most religious tight-knit family ever but they could still be shitty. And you can also be, you know, having this giant friend group you call your family and they're still big pieces of shit. Like, it's the ones you who choose you as opposed to you just being like, I just don't want to be lonely. Yeah. Because nobody wants that. Nobody ever wants to be alone. It sucks. I, well, I, I kind of like solitude. But the uh, difference is you have the choice of being alone versus you actually, have nobody. Yeah, have that been, those are the people I'm talking about. Yeah. Cause I'm kinda glad I have the support system that I do. Yeah. I can be like, yeah, I'm gonna kinda distance myself for the next day. The guy. And not interact and everybody's like, Alright, cool, and then I come back and they're like, How was it? I'm like, Yeah, nice. <laughs> be like Ephraim to where it's just kinda like I'm in my own little world, come to the Halloween party dressed as a cat, and everybody is like, yes! Yeah, everybody was hyped for him. <laughs> well, the dude literally, like, ran through the door with his cat mask on, just, like, arms up, like, <laughs> running in, so all of us were like, yeah! <laughs> like a wrestler. And I was still kind of coming down from my little escapade that I had. I was only climbing the entire night. <laughs> I somehow managed to filter half a bottle of Goldschlager out of my system within an hour, which I was kind of surprised about. I 100% 
destroyed myself because apparently at midnight when you're supposed to be coming down because I work in the morning uh, I decided in my very very drunken state to tip back a bottle of Everclear and drink about a quarter of it so uh, yeah that was a wild night <laughs> all of everybody was not sober <laughs> But it, I mean, it's like it's not it's not like that because we noticed, all had fun. Though. We yeah, were all just it's having like, a good time. You noticed when we came back to work, everybody was a lot more just like yes, just you know, we're chill. Yeah, everybody was laid back and was just like, yeah, we needed to unwind. Yeah, and it's just like, well, that's kind of what we intend to do. You know, come over to our place, have fun, and you know, be able to kind of enjoy yourself. And that's even like the biggest compliment we got was just like. Our party didn't feel like rapey vibe. Like, nobody had to feel like they had to go home with someone. No one had to feel like, yeah. you know, they were trying to get grabbed on it. It was just... It was just like, hey, if you need to crash here, we got a couch and we got a pull-out bed. Yeah. And it was like, so do we need to bring anything? Yourself? I mean, they asked and I said, bring yourself, but if you want to bring... If you want stuff for you... Yeah, then if you want to bring snacks or drinks or whatever, like... We're not going to say no. Yeah, we're not going to be opposed to it. And, you know, then I started asking everybody, and they were just like, oh, that was so much fun, and I was just like, so wait, nobody went home with anybody weird, nobody felt creeped out, nobody felt like their life was in danger, they were like, nope, it's like, good, alright, and <laughs> yeah, we need to keep that roll up. It was fun, I mean, we all got wild, but it wasn't like we were causing destruction. It no. Was like that, the, you know, those people who came to the party are like genuine people. Oh, yeah. Who, you know, just wanted to be able to unwind and have fun. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the majority of the people at this party were people we worked with. Yeah. So, you know, we, al we already kind of knew who they were, but we actually kind of... Got to actually know them. Yeah, we actually got to know them and find out more, like, you know, what did they do outside of work. And it was just kind of like, you know, people came and went. Like, some people came earlier in the night, some people came more towards the end. It was kind of stuff like that. And those are the people you can say, like, you know, I genuinely love these people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we were all able to just kind of vibe and have a good time. And not have to worry about outside stressors. Except for us worrying about um, Elizabeth. Yeah, she, uh, we had, so I'm the type of bartender to where I know classic cocktails. I know... You know, classic drinks. I know just kind of the ins and outs of how to make like a small home bar. That's kind. Of, I guess that's how you could say it is. A, yeah. Um. So we did that, and my rule, I guess, to coming to our party was just, you know, shot her a drink. If you don't drink, then just. I don't know. Just slam a soda or what? <laughs> you know, just like. Yeah, you're like, if you don't drink, just grab a soda or. Eat some chips or something. Yeah, just make yourself at home is basically what I'm saying. And Sit down, play some Fall Guys. Well, and so she had decided, or you know, she brought like some Reds or something, and she asked me to make her a drink. I was like, Do you want it strong or do you want just like something you can drink on? And she was like, You know what? Make it strong. I was like, Okay. And what I mean by that is one of my buddies. I ended up making a drink for him had about five different liquors in it not a lot of else and he said it tasted like blue powerade and i think i made something similar like that to elizabeth 
And uh, I don't know how fast she drank it. I think she chugged it. And so she was just kind of like... The entire Bleh. night she was... Yeah. She it went from uh, vomiting all over her bathroom upstairs to the bathroom downstairs to the living room floor. To the sink. To the sink. There was... <laughs> yeah. And you know, there was obviously like... She was okay. Like, let's say that. She's okay now. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, like, we all the next day were like, I wonder if she's okay, because she just, like, up and She just, like, drove. died. Yeah, she died and, like, drove home, and all of us were like, you, you don't have to drive. Well, I didn't even know she left. That was the bad part. I didn't know she left either. That was, I think I was passed out at that point. Yeah, and it was like, we had, you know, a couple of other sober friends, and we were like, hey, what happened to Elizabeth? Like, she didn't seem okay. It was like, I think she went home, and we were just like, fuck! Like, god damn it. But I think she just lives on campus, so... It wasn't too scary, but I still was like, oh, uh, God. I don't know if she lives on campus. Yeah, I don't either. But, like... And it was also another one of those things of, like, I'm glad that party wasn't a part of, like, the hookup culture. Because mm. we were just, like... We just all had fun, and we did what we wanted to do, and that's it. Yeah, we all just wanted to hang out and not have to focus on who's fucking who. Yeah. Or who's dating who. I mean, we had some people come in that were couples, but they weren't, like... They weren't using our bathroom yeah. for the dirty. Yeah, they weren't using our bathroom for the dirty. They were just kind of chilling with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, it was a pretty good night. I definitely will say it's, like, I think that's where most of, like... I don't know, the hookup culture gets really bad off. It's just, like... People kind of drinking and... Yeah, and now it's like, when they sober up, it's like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. It's like, you know, I hate that idea that, oh, well, you knew it was coming, you knew all this and that, and it was like, no, you don't. You just, people like that, just leave them alone. That's that's all it really is, and yeah, I don't know. It's Just leave people alone, I guess, is the moral of the story is. You know what love is, they know what love is, but don't force it on anybody, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know how to end this. We just got home, so, like... Well, I did find a fact of the day. Hold on, I, I had it up here in a sec. We can end it with it. Get it here. <laughs> so, this one's about... is actually about North Carolina with oh famous God. musicians. Oh, okay. So, the state is well known for the sheer number of famous musicians who made North Carolina their home. In fact, the state has had more American Idol finalists than any other state in the country. Chris Daughtry being one of them, he had placed fourth in the fifth season of American Idol and is the lead vocalist and guitarist for the band Daughtry. He was born in Roanoke Rapids. I knew that. I didn't, so. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, no, Chris Daughtry Sweet potatoes, like... also. Sweet potatoes. North Carolina is known for sweet potatoes. Over half of the sweet potatoes sold around the country are grown in North Carolina. Well, at least we're contributing something. There's approximately five, uh, approximately 50,000 acres worth of sweet potatoes. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah. (laughs) North Carolina, come get your sweet taters. Yeah. So if you want your yams, go come to North Carolina. And if you're looking for love, don't find it in North Carolina. Yeah. (laughs) We all have issues. You'll just find your sister. Uh, you'll... Good night. <laughs>